Hello and welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And on this episode we are going to talk about the Moonlight, which is the 2016 um, drama movie uh, that just now has started to like get into the cinemas in in Europe. I think in America it has been for a longer time, maybe already like, but now just just before the Oscars, it's uh, uh, got the release on the theaters, and uh, we uh, we get to go and see it. I, I just saw it like a couple of days ago, and we wanted to do a podcast about it just now before the Oscars are re- revealed, because it has been one of the most, um, uh, how would you say, one of the big, biggest uh, Oscar movies that... Uh, that is being nominated, like it's... Uh, it has eight nominations. Uh, nine nominations, I think. Wasn't it? Uh, in, in my paper it reads eight, but... <laughs> I don't know, it's eight. It's eight, I'm sorry. Okay. One, eight or nine, what does it matter? It's quite a lot of nominations still. But it's, yeah, mm. it's, it's like writing, directing, editing, acting... It's and like... movie, and... Yeah, the best and the picture actors. and, yeah. and the, the, the music it also got. And yeah, it's like it's gathering all the nominations. And I suspect that it's going to win a couple of them at least. I uh, you think so? You I'm really trust sure. these yeah. Oscar people? If you have eight nominations, then you're sure to get some some of them at least. Like, But uh, also La La Land has more even, I think, was it? Yeah, probably. And uh, there was another one which also had, which was that. True. But yeah, yeah, but but this yeah, I think yeah we will go of course talk a lot about the Oscars uh, uh, next time, like on on our next podcast when we do our uh, Oscar uh, podcast. But it's uh, there's yeah there's quite a lot of uh, like black movies uh, this year that uh, they started to get like nominations like acting and also and the best picture I think there's three black movies and stuff and this Moonlight was like one of the first movies that I started hearing uh, at the in the fall of last year that started to come up and everybody was starting to talk about it and and yeah it really started to get my attention and compared to like if we just talk about just the black movies of the Oscars and and everything that this was the really the movie that really uh, caught my attention the most. There's the there's the hidden figures and the fence by Denzel Washington and and this moonlight. Was there something else? I don't now remember. But for for a long time, this moonlight was really like my most anticipated movie like I really like I yeah I saw a trailer of it and I was just mesmerized like immediately yes I also saw that from the trailer that this is worth seeing but this this moonlight is actually not a black movie (laughs) what do you mean it's a it's a movie yeah. You can't say it's a black movie or white movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's yeah a, true. <laughs> this is special in it, and that's why it's something 
mind blowing. Yeah, true, true. Okay, yeah, that's that's true. Like, so if you if you go into this movie, like, yeah, it, um, that's that's what I also felt. Like, it's I don't really like talking about black movies or white movies. Like, I I prefer to just talk about movies and in that sense. But of course, there is the idea, like, there, there is a sense of like that because, for example, we criticize Oscars for not having uh, not giving recognition for uh, ethnic. Uh, background people or like uh, or black people or female or makers. minorities yeah minorities yeah, yeah in, in general like yeah it's, and mm. and everything so it's it is important to recognize it that if if there that they they have a certain like place within the majority of filmmakers and subject matter in the Oscars and everything so and, and I think fences for and, and hidden figures are more directly uh, commenting on this in a way also the documentary I, I wanted to point out that there is the Oscar nomination on some documentary which I think two I'm not yeah. your negro yeah. I think and the 13 uh, what 13 something yeah but also a third one which is the O.J. Simpson trial documentary yeah yeah that also yeah, yeah so, oh, so yeah, there yeah. are a lot and now I th now I think that the, it is their chance, the chance of the lifetime for Americans to give all prizes to black people if they want. And, and they are earned. They are real, true, and not yeah. a joke or any, any uh, pathos, no victimization, no... Some, this is a real art. Yeah, like like how you... I remember you said something like that about the 12 years of slave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and I was... Yes, and you remember the last year I was exactly telling about this, that I miss so much, I miss that they would stop giving this pathos and double-facedness and and this victimization of everything, and make a real, rise, them, rise themselves on the level of uh, level, no, of anybody. Yeah. No white, no black, no, no female, no, just yeah. movie, go on movie. And now they did it. They did it. Yeah, yeah, like, so what I, what I thought was really interesting about this movie, like the way I felt, because... That it, like in a way the movie it it exists in a kind of in in two in two ways that um, it which is quite remarkable I think about the movie is that it it is able to tell a story specifically about a black person about a man of dark skin in America and belonging to living in the a very uh, like this uh, uh, hood, like this neighborhood. Uh, I don't know how do you describe this kind of uh, neighborhoods. Like, is is it more that it has more poverty in it, or or something? But there's a lot of drug drug dealing going around and everything, and it's like you know very very rough, very uh, difficult environment hard for conditions. very hard yeah. conditions to grow up in and everything so it has it has this this perspective of this thing but on the on the other side it also tells about um, uh, minority of of uh, sexual identity 
it yes because it talks it the, the main character is uh, will discover that he's indeed that he has is uh, homosexual and mm. that he loves another man and these two elements are very much an, kind of an oppressed minority in in America and in this in this environment and and in in, in general in western in western culture and uh, so it, it it is able to tell a story that is specifically about this subject matter. So like in mm. that sense, it is like in a way a black movie. You know, like it's it tells a story specifically about about being uh, about a life being a black gay person. But mm. in the same time, which is remarkable about the movie, which I really enjoyed, is that it is able to be so universal. It is able to be uh, some a movie that anybody can relate to. You don't Any have to be. Time, yes. Yeah, you don't have to Any be a black time, gay person to really understand this. It's not like, yeah. let's say, yeah, like, like in relation to, let's say, a slave movie. Like you can you can empathize on the slavery, and you can understand. You can you can feel like connection into that. You know, but it is not really your story if you don't have. A background or a history relation to that, you know, like mm. yeah, it's the same with Holocaust movies. You know, it's not you know this is your story; it's a historical story, let's say. Yeah. But Moonlight is a very human story. It's about every human being in that sense. It's a very, it's so pure and it's so truthful and it's so personal to anybody really in a way. And in that sense, it's not really. Uh, you you can say also that in the same time. It's not a black movie or a gay movie. It's a human movie. It's a movie yes. in general. But yeah, but, but there's one point there that is the crucial point is that it had to be done. This movie especially had to be done by a black person so he could bring the black people equal to white people yeah. like they've been all the time they can now they can stop talking about black movies <laughs> like the name black movies now they can stop it they can talk about movies yeah true. you understand what i mean yeah yeah like like, like not like, anymore they they don't have to cry anymore where are the black prizes and so <laughs> on no stop it now it's finished yeah true. they got to the level of of the universal movie making uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, well, of and course, the white I... one, white one couldn't have brought, but brought this uh, this story of the black in that surrounding what you talk about, and it, he couldn't have brought it into the level of it would have been outsider's view. True. Yeah, yeah like, and like, now he did yeah. it. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Of course, of course, I would. I think anybody like there would be people who, are, who could argue that it, it has been like that for a long time already that black movies have been just movies you know like that they have been elevated to the same quality like Spike Lee has been making movies for a long time yeah already. but always he's talking about black 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 and black 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 uh. so I, I really I you can read my story about last year's Spike Lee which I I I I don't. I'm, I really like him, but yeah. black, black, black. Now stop talking about black. Make movies. 
make human movies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think about this moonlight? Let's talk about moonlight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, if we, really, we start to go into the moonlight, like... Um... The experience of like how how it was for me like when I really like started watching the film like I had this there was there's something really amazing about this movie for me that I I kind of like the, you know sometimes you like I I can just connect with the movie so immediately you know I can really just yeah. I can somehow understand the movie so so fully and and. It was quite quite remarkable experience in that sense that uh, I I think the movie the like from the very first scene like the brilliance of the movie tells everything by the very first scene already when when everything happens you know yeah. like it 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 shows you all the cards you know the 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 genius of the filmmaking and it's um how how it starts is that it's in 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 short, it's like the whole movie is about it's it's a life story of one one guy, you know, one one yeah. man, and it tells it's in three three parts: the the childhood, the teenage years, and then the adulthood. And it's um, it begins in this like very strangely actually, like we the very first thing that we see is this uh, this character of this adult man, this very handsome, uh, very built character, you know, physically very built man who try, comes with uh, this very beautiful car into this hood and he's, I think he's like, a, he's this uh, drug dealer kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and he, he seems to be very charismatic and handsome and he has everything under control and it's very interesting that we see him first. And then we... Very, I think it's even with just one take, the whole, the whole very, very short scene, and then we we quickly have a cut into this uh, little boy who is being chased by bullies from the school, yeah. and and this boy is like running away from these these bullies, and he runs to this abandoned house or this comp, uh, apartment building, like where there's like these these rooms or these buildings. And he's he's trying these doors to kind of find a way in somewhere. And he 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 gets a door open and he runs into this room. And all the like the the windows are blocked from with these like big wooden planks, you know. And yeah. this this the door is locked. And he he shuts the door. And the kids are running after it. And they start banging the door and trying to get the the door open and trying to get in into the room. And the and the boy is just covering his his ears and he's just like he wants to just you know be left alone and be you know get away from this world the world that oppresses him you know these bullies who want to just you know shuts him down you know and he and he literally just shuts shuts himself out and he's like in in this room and he's blocked you know he was blocking himself from the world yeah and he. And then after a while, the, the the sound stops. You know, the the storm, the the trembling, and everything. The boys go away, and it all stops, and it becomes quiet. And he he gets up and he starts observing the room, and he it's this abandoned uh, place where drug addicts em- come. Empty. Like. Yeah, it's totally empty and it's very dirty and everything. And he he starts looking and he finds from the ground he finds a broken needle. 
completely blocked out. He he cannot yeah. connect to the world. He's totally lost in a way. He, he's, mm. he's not responding in any way to the outside world. He lives inside and he literally escapes into an abandoned, like closed room, which is his mind, like he himself. And he cannot let anybody mm. in because everybody's oppressing him and he mm. there's no safety in the world. And we see and and then in the moment when he takes he observes this this uh uh this needle, it this broken needle. needle. Yeah. It is it symbolizes the the the, the, the way that if if the, if these things go on like this, they will turn a very bad uh, so, uh, like future for the boy, and we already see that he's already observing this path that will be the self-destructive, which is the drug mm. needle. That if if this this if if the world keeps oppressing this kid, he will turn into drugs. You know, he will find the only solution for him within there. You know, and we see already a glimpse of it in this moment. And then the moment so. So the kid is blocked and he's in this room. And, and then there's the guy who... Somebody's trying to get in, but they cannot. The front door, the door to him, to the boy, is blocked. They cannot... Mm. Nobody can get in. So the guy cannot get in. So he goes to the window and he has an ability. Like, we don't really know what exactly, let, let's say. Um, but he's able to break open a window. A window mm. into the boy, a window that you see through. He can see the boy. He can, he can reach out. He can reach in, as as literally like climbing into the window. And now he's inside the room where the boy is. He's he's in the most vulnerable place. But, no, but, yeah. But he was able to come in somehow. You know, able to to see through the window. So he, so he reaches out to the boy. He tries to communicate. And the boy cannot respond. And and the man, which which now we we clearly like establish that he he's this he's a role model. He's a person that like he's a person an adult person that the boy can can connect to somehow. And yeah. and the man within from inside the room, he opens the door for the boy. So the boy cannot open the door because he's too afraid. He cannot go outside anymore. So the man comes in and he opens the door and there's this golden light that comes through, you know, <laughs> that lights the inside of the boy. And he and he steps out and then he literally says that there's nothing that can hurt you more here than can inside. So just come out. Let's just go and let's just, you know, find a solution together. It's and um, yeah. it's oh again I, <laughs> I'm getting too emotional so about that. So tell me, it's too much for me. Tell me uh, why they always in the, when they critics there are a lot of critics I have read and seen and uh, know about this film. Why they always take the the scene where this same man is supporting the boy in the sea which is wonderful scene, it's a wonderful scene. Why don't they take ever, nowhere you see any other picture, like, 
Vad de vill take for instance that picture where he stands on the golden light and asks him to come out or something. Exactly, oh. like I think that the, uh, the very first moments of the film explains so much about what this relation will be. There is, there, it has established like everything about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's the movie, maybe already like in in the nutshell, you know. That's what it. Yeah, yeah it's like prologue. It's really like prologue, and then you go on telling the story. Yeah, and and after this, the whole movie mm. is is the same ten intense power, this energy, this yeah. every scene has so much purpose, and uh, like that that ocean scene when he he he, it's basically just he helps the boy to swim, to learn how to swim yeah. in the sea because yeah. the. The boy, they just met up, you know, and he's like, okay, let's just spend some time because he, the boy just kind of starts going back to him because he doesn't want to go home. He doesn't want to go back to his mother who is a uh, crack addict and he's, it's too much for him. So he, uh, he's actually only happy when he's with this adult, this man. And, and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend, the Terrasa girlfriend. Um, yeah. Who is also really, really nice. And... So they they are at the ocean and he he holds the boy and he helps him like basically the moment that they always show is that he holds the boy from the back of the head and he he lets the boy feel the ocean because the boy is so afraid of the water because yeah I can understand that feeling like you that you are you're kind of afraid to to get comfortable in the water so the man helps the boy to to support him to 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 feel safe in the in the elements mm. of the water and mm. this is is as as powerful as the first scene it's this man is so so powerful figure for this boy because he teaches him everything the real ne- necessary things and the way it's shot uh, which actually reminds me a lot of uh, Terence Malick's way of shooting with the camera and mm. it, it connects in that sense in the same way that it's a very spiritual way of shooting the scene. And every time I see that, that picture, or especially in the movie when, this, when the scene plays along uh, with the music and everything, it really plays out very spiritual. There's this spiritual, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this ascension within these characters and in the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, when I, for example, when I first saw the picture in the internet, I first thought it was a kind of like a religious scene because it looks very religious it looks very spiritual uh, uh, yeah, yeah. but in the movie it's like actually ba- very baptizing. yeah baptizing exactly mm-hmm. but in the movie it's very mm-hmm. casual it's just teaching him how to swim so this is the why this, they choose it i think this wonderful big man this mahershala ali his yeah. name uh, so he's not afraid to say truths about himself for instance and He's always truthful to this boy. He's a very strong person yeah, in there, every uh, way. There's He's also admirable. A, there's also an emotional arc to the man. Like we, we, we basically see him only for the first part of the film, but there's already like he, we see a whole change of, of character in him from the, when he first meets the boy and then yeah. by the end when he he says the truth of himself, like he confesses and he really realizes who yeah. he is and, and everything. But he he has a wonderful smile. 
It's so enticing smile. Yeah. It's you fall in love with him in that minute. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Really, He's really yeah, something. Every every little detail about his acting and his personality because it's really important actually for the for the story to actually know this every detail about him because he I think he he's maybe the Yeah, yeah. I think maybe he's the only person who could act this person. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's something. Also, the other people they're very well selected into into the roles. It's they they're actually it's like documentary. In fact, that we are. Yeah, they're amazing, and and especially the the main character yeah. actors. Like, sorry if I if I. Yeah, yeah, the main character actors. Yeah, don't you think so? Yeah. This this um, Ashton Sanders, who is acting this Chiron, the the boy, as a teenager, as a young guy. Yeah. He's really good. Also, he's wonderful, Mm -hmm. and I maybe like most uh, adult Chiron. Ah, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. with the gold teeth and everything. <laughs> no, this, his name is Trevant Rhodes. Wow, he's really something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I kind of agree. Like, well, they all kind of give a different way to it because the the child, I think, is the most minimalistic because he's really just kind of this. He's always kind of fading off into his own mind, and he's he's really really non-responsive and he, he, so he doesn't have to act so much only kind of be very present and and, and kind of in it's more it's more about how to how to direct the atmosphere of the scene and everything and he mm. he looks his way he looks at things is already so powerful that it's it, it drives yeah. a long way that's i agree he's he's first of all he's very beautiful he's amazingly yeah. beautiful person yeah. And uh, then the way he looks at the things, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, but I, I want to say quickly in, in the between like, about that also that I actually one of the, for me one of the, yeah, it's, it's maybe a stupid thing to say, but. But what? When, 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 I, when I saw it in the big screen, one of the beautiful thing about the movie for me was the people. Because, yeah, mm. they, everybody was so beautiful. Yeah. They, they they were so they're the the yeah the the they were beautiful people but also their skin the black skin it's so beautiful I always admired oh, yeah. the the skin yeah. of of black people and and now seeing it in full this big screen and there was so much close ups and we were so close to yeah. them and the the way the light lighting was uh, made in in the movie every yeah. it. it they really evaluate, like, they really uh, transcended the whole uh, the, the 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 feel of of this this skin, you know, this skin was, tone, and it was so beautiful. I really love that part of it. Yeah. Like, just it's, the way it uh, look like it's lovingly cinematographed. Yeah. All of it is with love. They're so. You so can sense it. Yeah, so intimate and so emotional. Yeah, and very yeah, mm. spiritual. Respectful, respectful for the feelings. That was what's amazing in this film. Everybody was respected. The feelings, you no, know, even if it shows bullying and things like that, 
Yeah, yeah, but it was all everything is so yeah still respectful and the like like yeah going into it like going back to the the actors like the teenage actor. Uh, this which, Ashton which, Sanders. Yeah, which was for me it was the most emotional like okay the whole whole movie was very emotional but for <laughs> yeah, me like I, yeah. I just had this moment when when there is like this this we we are in the in the end of the the childhood scenes and it was so mm. so powerful and emotional that i was really like cracking so, so all, the, all the way through it that and then it and then it like just cuts his which witches into the teenage years in high school or mm. not high school but in, in, in yeah maybe high school or something and and we see this like the same boy grown up and I just just the, the the aspect of realizing that he's a teenager now just cracked me again and I just started crying again <laughs> it was really too much like just seeing him the same person in the middle of all of this this mass of people getting lost and he's so he's so lost with his identity and his his own personality like where does he belong and it really is the same like he's so shut and he's so blocked and it, it's so for I, for me I, my interest like we have been talking about interest in movies and everything and for me my my very big interest in 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 storytelling and narration is a lot with childhood and teenage years and everything so this whenever i saw like i'm really into seeing movies about child kids like hirokazu korena movies or they are, they're, they're, they're really, three, three, four. Uh, yeah, three, four, yeah. yeah. And, and, mm. and also, and that's why I like really a lot high school movies is because it also shows this childhood, this this early age of being mm. alive, you know. They are, for me, mm. most powerful. But anyway, the the actor of the teenage time, um, it, it's kind of like... He's, Ash, he's the Ashton Sanders. Yeah, yeah, like, it's... There is this interesting balance of like like he has to he's he's still very close and he's very drifting away and everything and he's really kind of not connecting with everything but he's a little bit more adult and he starts to have this idea of like how to get control and how to how to find what kind of solution everything and I, I think it's a really difficult period of age to play for this character and I think he yeah. nailed it so well and yeah, I, superb, really. And then if you go into the adult, I was I was really like captivated by the adult actor. Like, yeah. Because yeah. because when we see him, he he first in a way he seems to be like completely different. You know, yeah. like and that's the point that by that time he there's something changed and he tries to he tries to have this identity and everything. But then when we really get into the story of the, the, the last part of the movie, you know, he can do it like so well to just shift suddenly back to, to the same character. And yeah. it's really the same same guy. And I was so amazed that how how well he could play awkwardness and this sensitivity mm. and this this uncertainty and this vulnerability that is so so essential to the character. Mm. And it was so, amazing. This director, this uh, was it, his name is Barry Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they were amazing. <laughs> so he's 
he's something really good, something really good. I don't think he's able, my uh, my uh, opinion is that he, I don't think he's able to make a bad movie. <laughs> like like uh, Abbas Kiarostami or, or Kurosawa or Koreeda or, or Temis Malik or, or Truffaut or, <laughs> or let's say Xavier Dolan. Yeah. This yeah, he's not able to make a bad. I I trust that. Even if he's, I heard that he's not done only one movie before. Yeah, I really. But can't wait his to touch see what is does. golden, really. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and I was wondering where where is this Barry Jenkins coming from? What kind of a name is Barry Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> you have these exotic names on people like Abbas Kiarostami or something. So, uh, or Akira Kurosawa. So why not Barry Jenkins? So now we will have, in future, we will have Barry Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Along Kurosawa or, or Ozu or, or this um, uh, yeah. Kiarostami. Yeah, you know? the great Barry Jenkins. Yes, the great Barry Jenkins in the future, that's for sure. I yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course. But yeah, yeah. how funny can be the world? You can see so many things. And in Miami, he's born in Miami. Yeah, in, and it was a lot about his childhood in Miami. Like there was a lot of yeah, yeah, reflection. Yeah, on his I own read that it's, and... it. I read that he may he chose to make the movie in his old neighborhood where he was yeah yeah it was like a real neighborhood as a child. They saw the, yeah. and, and they, they were the community there was very welcoming and I, I read that they were like they had an amazing experience there and the actors all felt really close to the community and everything and that, that also says I think it um, in a way it kind of reminds me it in that sense it goes back to Spike Lee because it reminds me of uh, Do the Right Thing which was also shot in it's... the real street and it also was like in, in parts of the community you know in a way you know in a yeah, real yeah. place and it kind yeah. of in that sense goes back to that cinema history of uh, of that realism but you know, I, I wanted to also talk about this this uh, experience in the cinema when I went to see the film, like because there was this uh -huh. yeah. interesting How thing was... that that I I noticed was that um, uh, it was it was quite interesting because I went to see it in the cinema and it there was I noticed I I was the first one to go in to the room. And then I saw, no, I, I actually went with this couple. It was a young couple, like the same age as me, a couple. Mm. And they and they were clearly having a date or something. They were like messing around with each other and having fun. And, you know, <laughs> I, I thought it was clearly, it was like a date or something. And, and I thought like, hey, nice movie to go and see. You know, like this, this wonderful, you know, story about these pe people and, very emotional and everything. And there's romance in it and everything. Very, very pure movie. And anyway, I, I, I didn't bother about it. And then came a, an older couple, like a middle-aged couple. And then one man. And that's it. I was with <laughs> six, you know, six people in total. And it, it just came out. 
<laughs> and it was a Thursday evening. So, yeah. okay, maybe the Thursday evening was kind of, maybe everybody goes in the weekend to see it or something, but I was really kind of, yeah, this is interesting, like, I, uh, actually, I'm happy when there's not a lot of people because I can be in peace. Yeah, but, of course, yeah. Uh, but then, then, then the interesting thing happened when I was watching the film and around the scene, remember, like, maybe almost in the middle of the movie there's this scene where they are the in the teenage uh, life period they are sitting on the beach yeah and in the in the night and they are having these this two guys yeah these two guys like he and his best yeah. friend and yeah. they are sitting on the on the beach we, we we don't talk more about the story plot in that sense yeah. so we don't say anything about it but um Anyway, they are sitting on the beach and everything, and it's kind of like they have this long scene where they have like a di- dialogue and discussion and everything, and it's, yeah, it's quite, it goes quite a long time. And suddenly, I noticed that the young couple walks away. Ooh. Yeah, they walked away, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I always kind of, I'm, I always start thinking, why did they walk away? Is it because like normally you think like, okay. Maybe it's because they didn't like the film or something, yeah. you know, so you walk away. Or the other reason is that you have some other things to do. But why would you go to a movie to have something other things to do? Yeah. So I always put enough time that, okay, now I see a movie and then I do the st- stuff. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. So this this couple walked away and I was, but I, I thought that they are young. So maybe mm. they, you know, you are young and you just want to go to movies and you don't really think about it that much. So, hey, let's go have something other fun things to do. You know, maybe maybe they felt like this movie wasn't really for them. Like it was too heavy, too down. And uh, we wanted something more fun and entertaining and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, people are like this. So so maybe they felt like let's, let's, let's spend our rest of our date doing something fun. Not to watch this too emotional movie, you know, so... So okay, I can I can understand that okay, but then uh, around third half of the film with the adult um, uh, character Chiron, I saw the the older couple also walk away. Whoa! Yeah, they also walked away, and I was and, and then I really started thinking like, what's this? So so it was only me and this other guy left in the yeah. theater, and. So I could I could understand that the younger couple kind of I can see the logic that they walked away, but why did this older couple walk away? Like on the third part of the film, like you watched most of the film, and mm. then you decide suddenly like okay it's not for me, <laughs> like yeah. we like you saw most of the film already, so why don't just sit still for the rest of and see what what's going to happen, you know? It, it wasn't anything worse than what you saw, and it was the but same. But that's logical. It's logical for older people to be more patient than the young. <laughs> so <laughs> they <laughs> could take but, more. <laughs> so they couldn't take the, the rest of the film. So, or or maybe 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 the old couple had you know other things like oh my planner cannot take it anymore, so I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> or or we we have to go early to sleep. So it, it's yeah. getting because it was yeah around twelve o'clock. So maybe they felt like ah it was too late. But again, 
what did you expect? You wanted to go and see a two hours film. So why didn't you go earlier to see the film? Like so, you are so nonchalant about the film that you just go and see whatever <laughs> and then realize that it's too late. So I, mm. these are things that I really sometimes cannot help to think about when I see people leaving that I really, it's always a mystery for me. Like why mm. do people leave theater? I, I cannot do mm. that. I cannot, you know, even if I don't like a movie, I, I, rather sit down because I paid for it the first you know both of these all of these people have paid for their movie so and you have chosen it I for me is that that I have chosen it so I'll watch it yeah exactly like I, I can understand it more when you are watching a movie at home with TV and DVD and then then it's more <laughs> easy to just cut cut it off and I have to do other things but a cinema is kind of a restrictive place where you just sit down and you just watch a movie and stuff so yeah what do you think about that like no but they were couples so they got uh, support from each other and they could decide let's go <laughs> yeah yeah okay. and a lot of one stayed yeah or did the other one leave <laughs> yeah the alone people yeah they stayed <laughs> yeah okay i can see a pattern <laughs> so you were two of you there till the end yeah and then the guy left yeah? in the in the middle of the Credits. Uh-huh. You know, for me, it happened just the opposite. I was I saw it a week ago, exactly a week ago, and it was the first night of in Finland. Like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a theater, kind of a theater, and it was full booked. No, sold through. No place left. Oh wow. We were packed up like in a festival, and and uh, I I like that normally, but you know the festival feeling, it's all got everywhere it's it's uh, acclaimed, in all yeah. the media. Yeah. So, but, but I had I had the bad luck for sitting beside a couple, you know a middle not the old couple or young couple. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in the in the scene when I'm involved very much in this this Chiron's uh, Chiron's um, fate of life, so the man beside me starts to yawn. You know? Oh, I wanted to hit him! I really wanted to hit him. And then the woman starts to to make. Uh, noises with the paper, you know, a lot of oh. paper, uh, sweets, eating sweets oh and paper, God. and also they were both bored to death. Oh. Yeah, but you see how many different types of people can watch a and, movie. And what's, <laughs> age, what's age they were? Like 40s, uh, 40s between 50s and all. Oh, okay, so middle but age. Not young, not old. Yes. Yeah. Why did they come there? Yeah, I want exactly. to hit, hit them really. <laughs> and so I, what I, I can do is just to go and see it again, no? when there are less people, and enjoy it really. Yeah, no? true. Because I a, wanted to enjoy it. It's a beautiful film to see in the cinema. And yeah, also... you have to see it in cinema with all the huge, big heads and yeah. things. You know? Oh. Wonderful. Exactly. I was thinking about that when I saw it there in the cinema. That oh, I can see these big heads here. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and also the yeah, if I if I can mention first uh, quickly the music, it was really amazingly done. Oh yes. I wow. I also realized the music. Yeah. Even if I'm normally I'm not so that's very much yeah. kind of like breaking the, the 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 feel and kind of like to kind of keep you kind of in an alert state in a way of like it it wasn't like always like this smooth music or something there was a lot of yeah. very rough cuts in the music like yeah when he decided to go by car when he made the decision and drove by car i thought what's this what's this and he's driving where is he driving and then it plays this kukurukuku paloma yeah. <laughs> with a lot of no brilliance <laughs> yeah wonderful it was and very yeah, good yeah. solutions exactly and then there was there is this kind of uh, classical composition sometimes mm. that plays out and it's like very disordered and it's not it's not pl together it's all kind of apart and yeah it's, ah, it's, uh, it it's describes kind of, the inner feelings yeah it's kind of a chaotic uh, it was very very interesting I liked it a lot uh, it's, it's again mm. goes into this kind of like new way of of like like what we had also in Arrival you know like not mm. this classical way of portraying music uh -huh. but in a, in a more feeling you know like how does it feel in the movie not just background music you know not not, not yeah. just a classical soundtrack you know? <laughs> no, there's no. No, nothing classical about this film in that sense like no. that's what I also that's what I do to kind of reflect to that like I was I was actually thinking about it like because I was like breaking down emotionally on this on this scenes like in the beginning in the, in the in the room scene in the beginning and I was like, I was so, I was in tears and I was really just so emotional at that moment. And I was really actually thinking, I was noticing that there was no, there wasn't any emotional cues. And that's very interesting, like, if, if we compare it to like Sidra's List and, and or like <laughs> other like classical movies, let's say, they, there is this, this cinema way, like, cliche to, to, to make a cue for the audience to cry, you know. Now, yeah. now you have to cry, you know. Like yeah. the, the the music, and the and everything, you know, escalates into this moment, mm -hmm. you know. And now you are free to cry, you know. Yeah. Now is the moment, you know. And um, for example, like uh, I saw the trailer to the other Oscar movie, Lion. You're terrible. Exactly. So it's, it's it, this is what yeah. I mean. Like I, I, it was already in the trailer. You can see like this is a cute movie. This is a movie yeah. where there is checkpoints, where you have to laugh, where you have to cry, where you have to do this and that. This is how you have to feel as an audience because you are all robots, you know. Yeah. So and that's how I felt that this couple beside me was waiting to have maybe no, yeah. ready, ready fed things yeah but you remember this woman also because i didn't wait much from nomi harris this oh. mother oh, really? because uh, she i well i had this experience only about uh, in bond which i don't want to say anything about bad about bond but it's not exactly this type of a movie like moonlight <laughs> no <laughs> so i didn't care for this nomi harris i didn't have much uh, respect for her, but here she really uh, did it. 
She uh, did it. She's wonderful. She and, earned the Oscar. You know what about it? I I read that he did every, all of his scenes. He did in three days. She. She, yeah. In three days. In three days, yeah. it was all sh- like she had like extremely uh, small time bet- between Spectre, the Bond film, yeah. and oh, shoot yeah. this one. Yeah, like like oh. he had really really close uh, deadline, like like schedule. And so he had to like shoot it like really fast. So they they did it so that they could do it like in three days, like the whole movie. And he appears like he's the only character who appears. She. in Yeah, sorry, she. She's the <laughs> only character that appears in all three parts of the film. Also, so he has mo- uh-huh. a lot of. He has the most roles actually, like to play. Yeah, in that sense, you, you know. know? It it makes sense that they when you do it more impulsively like without rehearsal, so it's more true like maybe and she, that's what that makes her a good actress really good because she has no rehearsals in in yeah. you know this Isabel Huppert who is in L she does all her films like that without rehearsal yeah and she's brilliant brilliant she's the greatest greatest actress. Yeah, he's now also Oscar nominated. Uh, yeah, but I well. think that this Nomi Harris is now on Oscar uh, nominations as a side, a female supporting oh, yeah. actress. Yeah, yeah. not the main. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was. And and Isabel Hubert is on the leading, but no, we don't talk about Oscars now. This. But, but you know, <laughs> but you know, you know what? I also had this funny experience with uh, Naomi Harris because. Um, you you remembered her from the Bond film, uh, and um, it was the money money bell money ball. Uh, I don't remember. Money penny. Money penny, yeah. Money. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, the the way I remembered her is from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Yeah, from the Johnny Depp movie. She was good in that. I remember. Yes, he was the voodoo. Now when you say voodoo, but what? I mean, this, he was the yes, voodoo. Yes, he was wonderful. Yeah. I remember yeah. her best from old movies. It was oh. one of my favorite characters of the. It was well, so yeah. caricaturic, but so powerful, so so strong character. And yes. I, when I saw her in this film, I didn't know that it was Naomi Harris. But when I saw the mother, I was like, she she looks familiar. She's the voodoo <laughs> lady. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I, it was really hard for me to not see the voodoo lady in the in the mother because I I really liked the character in those movies. But yeah, she was really good. She was really. She was this time. She was something <laughs> excellent. <laughs> so so wow! It will be uh, if they are in right senses in the Oscars. These people, they they will the <laughs> academy, they will give all the prizes to the black people this time. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> I don't know what they will do with animation, but maybe there is also in animation. Animation. Ah, uh, but yeah. they have this Moana, not Moana, but they changed the name to something else. No, 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 it is Moana, but it's it's in half of the countries in the world, it's Moana, and half it's uh, Vaiana. It's... Yeah, yeah, and she's kind of a dark-skinned person, so they could, they probably yeah, will give her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. and the actor is also dark-skinned. The, the, the two actors. See, Which actors? Well, well, Moana the movies, uh, it's a Polynesian. Movie. Yeah. Like, like, like. Okay, it's a 
it's very American That's what movie, I mean. But, but, the, but the main actor, also the girl who plays Moana, is Polynesian from Hawaii. Ah, also the yeah, yeah. the the voice. You mean the yeah, voice? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. And then like half of the actors in the movie is like Polynesians or something. I have to see that. I haven't seen it, but I'm. I really don't. Uh, I'm not eager to see Disney films because they speak so incredibly bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this Always. is interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's not natural. It's yeah. not natural. I, I asked about this with you previously, and I, I made a test for you that, is it like, that? do you feel the same with the Ghibli movies? And you said no. No. Yeah. No. So, then, and then uh, so, you notice this in every English animation. Mostly this Disney business. Well, I saw the big giant, big friendly giant. Ah, but they are actors. They, there is no, it's it, but it's anime. It's drawn. No, no, but it's, it's, it's not. No, but because like Mark Rylance is, it's his face. Mark Rylance was really the only good good thing in that film. So, so I, I, this is an interesting <laughs> thing that I, I maybe want to go into in one podcast to to explore this. This why why does it feel so unnatural for you? Uh, with English mm. speaking in these this Pixar uh, Disney movies. Can we make the e- examples in the podcast to come like examples <laughs> instead of pictures like voices? Is it possible? Yeah, we, maybe we can try. I, I don't, yeah, to, I to, to make a, a, let's say, a, this beautiful little girl May from Totoro <laughs> talk. And then we put some uh, some Aladdin business, something yeah. you know, terrible from this. But now we are going a little bit into it. But you know, like I actually I actually heard about it that that in there is some people who understand Japanese, and they have you know sometimes same criticize of of the you know Japanese animation that it doesn't really? feel yeah it doesn't feel correct and it little bit weird and off but but then the idea was that uh, because of us because we are we don't understand Japanese it doesn't really matter we don't see the difference we don't understand because we don't understand the words that are being said and how they are said uh-huh. so it's all kind of same to us so in a way for English speaking for non-English speakers it's the same like it's just one so it's it's a lot like that's what I was kind of wanting to test out that is it because you understand it and that because you don't understand the Ghibli movies that it's it's more okay for you you know you don't see the bad quality in those the the Americans they like little talk always so quickly like they are crumbling over the words like you are running so fast that you crumble over your own legs how do you <laughs> What about Spanish? It's not natural. <laughs> what? What about Spanish? Like like we saw oh. these Spanish movies, like... Uh, Speedy Gonzalez. La Isla <laughs> Minima, and everybody's talking so fast. I, I, oh. I couldn't keep up with because everybody's talking so fast. <laughs> or or Almanovar yeah. films or something like... Mm-hmm. But the Americans don't talk normally <laughs> like that, like some of these Disney. Yeah, true. That's... That's true. They can, mm-hmm. they can, they could speak slower. That, that's the thing. They 
could take time. Where do they hurry every time? And every single one of them, even you know, if they're in the sea, like Ariel, or they're in the on the ground, or on the air. But you know, <laughs> they but, always do. but but that also goes again back to to Kipling movies. You know, like like Japanese movies. They also talk really like or or fast, or their sentences are sometimes very short. Uh, and if it's translated, the English English subtitle, for example, is way too long. So, like for example, I remember years ago we watched with Meryl, we watched the Kipling movie Pomboko, the about yeah. the raccoons, and we couldn't mm. watch it until the end because um, it became uh, at that moment, at that time, it became too hard for Meryl to keep track of the the subtitles because it was going too fast. And of course, I wanted to see it in original language, but the, it was the, the plot and the dialogue and everything was going so fast that it was hard to. We we had to like stop to pause, you know, the DVD uh. and to kind of like, uh, like, and it wasn't a really nice way to, to to because yeah, we couldn't understand the story. I I, I I've seen it before, so of course it was easier for me, but. Uh, also, Japanese has this. Japanese movies have this sometimes. But uh, which country does the Red Turtle comes from, which is now an Oscar? Well, but <laughs> the interesting thing about that is that there is no dialogue in that movie. Ah, I was, I was <laughs> So it doesn't matter. Oh. But that's the beautiful thing about that movie. Is that? Uh, no, not at all. No, there's no dialogue oh. at all. So I, I could actually go and see it in the cinema here. It was really amazing. Aha! Well, what a stupid question I made. <laughs> and what you know, there was in in Love and Anarchy Festival last time. There was this my life as a gourgette. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't go. I wanted to go and see it, but I didn't see it. Have you seen it? No. I, it was it was here in the cinema, but I think it's uh, French gourgette. You know. Uh, uh, what is it? But Courset is uh, no Courset is just the name of um, this um, Kesakurpit. Yeah, yeah zucchini. Zucchini, <laughs> but, but but it's French for <laughs> zucchini. So I don't know. Yeah, so I think it, it, it it's it's French. It's not it's not French because it's in English. The name is My Life as a Courset. I, okay, I I will I will check it if it's. I think it's. Yeah, because the original title is in French. Uh-huh, okay. I don't know how to oh, it pronounced uh, or anything, but so, so I, I couldn't see it because they talk French and it looks interesting, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, they they talk very good things about it and very good. Yeah. 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 These things are surprise, you know. Think it, I don't think these ones have any chance with the Disney in Oscars because they. They go with money, I think. There's two. There's like Pixar and Disney polls. Like it's 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 impossible to get the Oscar to anybody else. Yeah. It's hard. We have seen it's it. It's very very yeah. hard for me. We will. I we will have a lot of. <laughs> I think I of all the Oscar things, I always have most things to say is the animation compartment. Like I'm, I'm, everybody's talking about black people or women or something. I'm like animations. <laughs> Yeah, but this time they can stop talking about the black people. Yeah. That's what I okay. that, That's the end of it. Exactly. Moonlight is the end of it. It's like. Yeah, moonlight is the end of it. <laughs>
<laughs> exactly. It's okay. really genius. Everything is genius in that film. The music, the name, the dialogue, the actors, the directing, cinema. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect movie and indeed I, I gave it 10 out of 10. It was amazing. Yeah, ten out. Yeah, five out of five. I gave, and it's is a classic for sure. Yeah, be it, it, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can already imagine it as referred to this great movie in the in the history that Moonlight <laughs> by the great Barry Jenkins. <laughs> yes, the great Barry Jenkins. Who by that time is a name. And, but what about you know? Yeah, sorry. What what about, for example, Billy Wilder? That's a funny name, also. Yeah, Billy the great Wilder. Billy Wilder. But we don't well, think about it anymore. Sorry. Document about him here in the television just last week, and his films. It's um, you know when the people have to change the country, it's um, hard times. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I think that's it for our podcast. I think. Do you have anything light to the end to say something? Well, I said already Barry Jenkins, <laughs> but then you <laughs> said something about, about leaving the country and stuff, so <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, uh, he, he hopefully doesn't have to leave country and be brave. <laughs> Bring a, a claim for uh, USA. Yeah, he's one of the great directors. Yes, yes, they should. Yeah, they, yeah, they should yeah, acknowledge yeah. it and they should embrace it, and and give more work for Barry Jenkins. Yeah, but on the other hand, what do you think if he gets the Oscar, then it's always like a death blow to a person to get the Oscar. Ah, you it's, think so? Well, well. It, it's yeah. better not to win it, but what, what this time mean? he can't help it. He will win it. <laughs> what, what what do you mean that it's a death blow? Like like it's like a death. Yeah, what, artistically, what do you mean? and then you get too much pressure. Maybe I don't know that business there, but you get too much pressure. You get all the money in the world and all the work. You know, it it has been. You remember how it destroyed this um, this. Um, the one who made Revenant. Yeah, Inarito, I was just about to ask. Like, So after Birdman, you think like Inarito yeah. kind of, it, yeah. the quality started to go. Yes. Yeah. I really hope he will come out of the ashes. But yeah, He yeah. will rise. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and in that sense, like it's it's interesting to see because I, I don't, uh, for example, I don't remember seeing Silence in the Oscars that much. The Martin no, Scorsese no, movie. I'm so happy yeah. that it's not there because Scorsese. <laughs> exactly. So see, you know, maybe Scorsese thought like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. keep your Oscars. I for this year, no, because I, I was really surprised. Like normally, Oscars yeah. are all over Martin Scorsese, but now yeah. they were like, maybe Martin Scorsese really just, yeah, ha- I want to have a break from all this because you have to put a lot of, you have to campaign the movie and everything. And and, no, but. You have to like do a lot well, of Well, I I think so that uh, that it's uh, too emotional for Scorsese because 30 years he's been doing that film. It's yeah. the most important film of his life maybe. Yeah. So uh, I am very eager to to wait to see it and yeah, to talk about. 
and yeah, really yeah. and so he probably couldn't handle the emotions in it if he was in those Oscars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and also, and also, I wanted to mention that Jimmy Musk is nowhere to be seen at, at any time in the Oscars. Like now, he made yeah. Patterson, which is really one of the best films of the year. And yeah, yeah why does he have, even has to come to go to the Oscars? Like he doesn't care. Whatever, yeah. I will just keep on making movies. So it's so it's a strange thing with this Oscar. That the one <laughs> one way you need it and you like it, and you want to have it, and the other way it's better if you don't have it. It's Something. It tells more about the industrial, the industry of of Hollywood, the you know the mechanism and the the way it works, and it it's more it's the 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 the, the way how Hollywood how Oscars work is is Hollywood Hollywood executives patting each other on the back. That's mm-hmm. the idea. It's like hey, you did a good work, colleague. You know that's that's the. That's the way, and 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 in that sense, like yeah, it's it's good that it gives recognition to the minority of Hollywood filmmakers. And that's, that's I, I saw it from the this uh, the foreign Oscars nominations when they took the Swedish one this year. It's I have seen that film. It's the man who loved order, some something oh, like yeah. that. The name and the main actor there. They, he got uh, <clears throat> to be acting in in America. Now he wants to have a career in in America, and he was asked there. So probably big money is involved, and so because of this, they want uh, for him some advertising in this because it's it's really an average movie. <laughs> it's okay. It's just okay. It's okay. not brilliant. Yes. And I'm I'm talking. Talking, uh, no, um, realistically, you know. Yeah. Really, I like this guy. He's an overactor many times, but you know, <laughs> in these two, he overacts, and it's it's not really a good script. And uh, no, no, and there were so many good ones whom yeah. they left out, and. So, okay, it's about the money. It's about the money. Let them have it. If everybody knows this. It's about money. Yeah, true. Like I don't think Hirokazu or Korea has never been. Never written. It's so never. strange. Yeah, but now they have Barry Jenkins, who is on the level of Hirokazu. <laughs> Korea, I mean Korea is his surname. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we have to stop. Make a stop. Otherwise, we will talk here till midnight. Yes. So, Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So everybody go and see Moonlight. Yes. You will have something it. fantastic. It's it's an amazing movie and it's not a Yeah, it's oh, it's really a powerful movie. Just go and see it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, next so... time we will talk about uh, Oscars. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I hope that will go well. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So le- let's say goodbye. Yeah. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. 
Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. The music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audio-visual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website, betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening.